0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Pastor Eli James here. This is Bloodlines on Eurofolk Radio, August 7th, 2022. Michael is not able to participate today, so we're going to postpone our show, our continuation of Dr. John Coleman's study of the Tavistock Institute. And uh, I just want to say that We were going to do also a study of the Stockholm Syndrome, in which uh, I guess the the first instance or first noted in Stockholm, Sweden, where hostages who have been held a long time by their captors actually begin to sympathize with their captors, and that's called the Stockholm Syndrome. So they somehow relate to their captors. As if they were good guys and they began to begin to sympathize with the captor's ideology, etc. etc. And Patty Hearst was one such case here in America, a very famous case, where the longer uh, a hostage is kept by the captor the more sympathetic they become if the, if the captor doesn't kill them <laughs> or, or torture them. But even sometimes, even after being tortured, Stockholm Syndrome takes effect. So that we're going to do that next weekend, and that should be a very fascinating show. And so we're going to call it uh, Stockholm and Tavistock. <laughs> Stockholm and Tavistock. So we'll get to that next week. Today... I'm going to do an in-depth study of the Royal Rife microscope how much superior Royal Rife's actual optical microscope is to the Rockefeller promoted electron microscope and the story the story is a very complicated one it's just another episode of True science being suppressed by the Rockefeller Medical Mafia and uh, the Rockefeller's mode of promoting fake science against real science. And, of course, that still is true today because all of the allopathic medicine is nothing but fake science. It's promoted by the Rockefeller Mafia, starting with the promotion by the Rockefellers of Vaccines and viruses, uh, vi- virus theory. Yeah, we don't have cool breezes here in Illinois in the summertime. It's hot and humid, so unless there's a thunderstorm coming, which we have plenty of those, and uh, that that tends to cool things off, but uh, for a while. But then it increases the humidity, so you can't win. Anyway, uh, yeah, we like to have some nice cool breezes, but we're like dead center in America here along the Mississippi River and the humidity from uh, Lake Michigan and the rivers and the vegetation makes uh, St. Louis is just as bad, if not worse. Hot, humid days and nights in the summertime here. So uh, we just can't wait for fall. (laughs) Okay, but let's continue. So uh, our first article is the rifedigital.com. And here's the story. Uh, But let me just uh, give it a a brief intro because the Rockefellers were already working on virus theory in the early 1900s. And of course, Rockefeller, John D. Rockefeller's daddy was a snake oil salesman, a 100% pure snake oil salesman. And that snake oil became the Rockefeller allopathic medicine model. It's a fact that in 1918, when World War I was being fought, the outbreak of the so-called Spanish flu occurred in Kansas. Uh, I'm not sure which, uh, I I believe it was Fort Riley, Kansas, where where uh, electrical experiments were being done on radio. And it was high-powered radio that was actually affecting the soldiers working at Fort Riley, Kansas and causing them to get sick. So when those soldiers went overseas, they, they carried their sickness with them. And, of course, radio installations by the U.S. Navy were being set up all over the world as part of the military war against Germany in, in the First World War. So as these soldiers were getting sick from the intensive electromagnetic rays created by radio as it was just emerging in those days, the Rockefeller's used this as an opportunity to impose their vaccine mandates on the world, especially on Americans. And this is the real reason for the the spread it was the electrical uh, uh, you know signals coming from radio early radio technology during World War 1 and the the resultant false False conclusion that uh, the, the Spanish flu was caused by a virus. Yeah, and the Ozarks are getting some needed rain. We've had uh, like two weeks of rain study, uh, six inches in one day. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't get flooded out. But uh, it was horrible. A Lightning strikes, which knocked out my Internet for a couple of days. And uh, twice, twice lightning strikes. Uh Knocked out my internet during the past week, so I'm hoping we're, we're not having a lightning storm today during the show. Anyway, this is, uh, yeah, electricity, folks. Electricity, it's an electric universe. You should look at the latest post I put up about the electric universe and how the thermi- thermodynamic model and, and fusion uh, theory of how the sun operates has been totally destroyed by the electrodynamic model, okay? In other words, the universe is one giant electromagnetic dynamo, and everything is electrical and magnetic, as we are finding out with disease models that show how electric fields and magnetic fields can negatively affect our health. And that's exactly what happened to the soldiers who were working on the new radio technology, Okay, so let's get into this. This is how and, of course, the Rockefellers began the virus model during this time and claimed that their vaccines will kill the virus. That's how the virus theory started. And the medical model, the medical claims of the vaccine industry are simply a result of this fake science. Absolutely 100 percent fake science, folks not a word of truth in it whatsoever. Okay, so let's uh, let's get into it. This is rife.digital.com. 1939 rife research shut down by the AMA. So this is a uh, Royal Rife invented an optical microscope that had all the re, uh, resolution power of the then existing electron microscope funded by the Rockefellers. The Rockefellers could not afford to have their virus model and their fake theory of disease challenged by a real microscope. The problem with the electron microscope is that it kills whatever is under observation by the microscope. Royal Rife's microscope allowed him to view The living entity, under observation, follow its life path, understand what what it feeds on, how it reproduces, the various stages of its life cycle, which led to the pleomorphic model, where many organisms, such as uh, malaria, will undergo several different stages in its life, uh, part of it being uh, a, a, a a germ or worm <laughs> a worm for lack of a better expression in uh, in a stagnant pond where mosquitoes breed okay and then the malaria virus uh, germ bug is picked up by the mosquito injected into a human organism where it continues another part of its life cycle and and until it's pooped out of you if you're lucky you don't die from it and uh, that poop goes into a stagnant pond, and its cycle continues. And Rife was able to figure this out very early on with his you know, optical microscope. Of course, that microscope has been suppressed. Rife was driven out of the scientific field by the Rockefellers. He's lucky that he wasn't murdered by them uh, because the Rockefellers routinely murder people who are competitors to their medical monopoly. This is, in fact, what's going on, folks. It's been going on since 1910 and even earlier because the Rockefellers, hold on, Uh, (laughs) I'm experiencing technical difficulties here. Hopefully, we're still broadcasting. I can't, uh, my... uh, My connection to the chat room has been uh, disconnected. So let me, if I can uh, reconnect here real quick. I have to reload the page. So I just want to make sure we're still broadcasting. My broadcaster says we're good, but uh, I lost contact with the chat room. And uh, so here, okay, I got it back. Just want to make sure, Yeah. That we're on the air. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. Okay. So let's continue with the article. 1939, Rife Research shut down by the AMA, the American Medical Association, headquartered in Chicago, has always been run by Jews. While Rife and his associates were creating a science of the future... They were living in a scientific world of the past vastly different from the one in which the medical research Goliaths were taking shape and which would dominate post-war society. These were vast empire or enterprises linked to powerful financial interests. A breakthrough of the kind Rife was engineering would threaten not only massive investments, but even the political empires behind them. Thus, it was not only the doctors but leading scientific authorities of the monomorphism church, <laughs> was that the Mormon church? The monomorphism church, in quotes, who were ready to oppose Rife and those whose research supported his discoveries. Two examples provide a valuable historic picture of the difference between Rife's smaller world and that which he unknowingly was challenging, a world linking the doctor's union, the health megacities, and the huge financial investments behind them, as well as the government's politicized involvement in medical research. So, is this a conspiracy, folks? Absolutely. It's the Rockefeller conspiracy against Royal Rife. Henry Siner, Rife's assistant, passed through New York in January 1939 on his way to England, where he would demonstrate the, the Microsoft uh, sorry, microscope. Microsoft is involved in this too, right? <laughs> Suppression of Royal Rife's microscope and assist in the establishment of a Rife-like English laboratory. While in New York, he visited a Dr. Karskarden and was shown the medical center. Siner was awestruck, but he also opened the eyes of those still in the Stone Age of Bacteriology. Dr. Gruner of Canada wrote to Milbank Johnson explaining his frustrations and the reality of the scientific orthodoxy dominating Canada, the Rockefeller Institute in New York, and the Washington Research Laboratories. Quote, the crux of the whole problem is the identification of the quote-unquote virus. Otherwise, BX, I'm not sure if that's supposed to be what BX stands for. Maybe we'll find out here in the article. Not only in itself, but also when admixed with other matter, BX now goes by the name of elementary bodies or germs, I guess. The center of controversy is now in the question of just what those bodies are. Yeah, are they BS? (laughs) I would call them BS bodies, right? Viruses are BS, folks. That's all they are. Virus theory is totally obsolete. Anyway, let's, uh, let's continue. So, what are these? Well, I myself consider them to be the same as BX, elementary bodies, whatever they are. Well, the subject came up some time ago when Dr. Archibald and myself called upon Rous, R-O-U-S, at the Rockefeller to see the work on the Shope virus and the term elementary bodies came up. When I showed my photographs of my EB, he seemed much surprised that I should have found any, unquote. Note, Rous, found the first cancer-causing, quote-unquote, virus in 1911, but wasn't awarded the Nobel Prize until 1966 when he was 86 years old. Quote, after that, the subject of the Glover organism came up, and we went to Washington to see the work there on that organism. After long, drawn-out consideration, I decided for my part that the Glover's ultramicroscopic phase was the same as BX and EB, but, of course, the question whether this ultra-microscope phase can develop into cocci and then bacilli was a very different one. So there's a very technical aside here. Let's get it to the meat of the article here. AMA takes Royal Rife to court. The Department of Public Health at Washington had undergone change of management as they had just about decided to close down the Glover work as useless, quote, About the same time, but earlier, by about three weeks, an immunologist was appointed here by Dr. Archibald and a bacteriologist as well, both trained and approved by the professor of bacteriology to check up my work, with a strong bias against the existence of any cancer germ at all. From that time to this, a period of nearly nine months, progress had virtually ceased. Quote, it was a loss that I could not get your careful expositions of that subject in relation to the action of BX, Since, uh, so, you know, some sort of microorganism. Since that memorable occasion of being in your company, so much has flown on in regard to the phages, and yet so little is the subject of the topic of study in the universities. However, the conception of mutation, pleomorphism, Development cycles of bacteria has been uppermost in our thoughts, Dr. Archibald and myself. So pleomorphism is absolutely crucial to understanding bacteria and the stages they go through. The electron microscope has contributed nothing to that study. The battle is between the monomorphists and the pleomorphists. Okay, So in other words, the virus, the virologists, So all diseases, according to the Rockefeller establishment, are caused by the monomorphic virus. So here we see the establishment created by the Rockefellers and, of course, uh, assisted by the Rothschilds and the global medical establishment, based on this fraud of virus theory, meeting Reif's... uh, research which demonstrates pleomorphism in other words if you don't understand pleomorphism how a single organism can go through changes your your electron microscope will show the same organism at different stages and the scientists won't even know that it's the same organism just in a different stage so in other words you got even more bugs now uh, that you're blaming diseases on, when in fact it's a single bug going through different life cycle stages. Okay, so the battle is between the monomorphists and the pleomorphists. To me, bacteriology is an effete product or dead thing under the current academic view, right? Yeah, because all they see with their electron microscope is dead stuff whereas the other concept not only explains so much that we see in nature, but is actually demonstrated in the micro, micro photographs in the textbooks themselves. It is clear that the authors have never unraveled their own photographs, or else they would see that the cocci became bacilli all the time. Pleomorphism. Dr. Reif has, of course, the indispensable tool to effect the proofs. To this day, the opticians say that what he did cannot be done, unquote. But he did it. And the entire scientific community is in denial because the Rockefellers tell them to deny. Quote, the people in London, whom I interviewed last year about it, were very scornful and brought out the age-old argument about wavelengths. I think Doctor Archibald quietly is amused by them too. It is so like the Galileo business. The BX may not be ultra microscopic; it is just not seen because the light used does not show it up, as Doctor Rife demonstrated in his laboratory that time. Quote: All this goes to show that I myself support Rife's findings as much as ever. I still think his instrument is of supreme value, but even if. It were available in many more places. Few there are who will trouble to scrutinize the things they work with. We established that with few exceptions, the people who work with viruses never look at their material microscopically. They never look at their tumors except with routine hematoxylin sections. They certainly never examine the living tissues. Okay? So, folks, this is proof that the science behind viruses is pure bunk pure bunk the rife microscope opens the microscopic world up to living organisms which the electron microscope kills period it kills the microscopic world okay This inability to see what is right in front of them is one of the reasons cancer researchers have failed to find the cause of cancer. The other reason is the politics involved. Okay, well, from my point of view, 90% of disease is mere toxicity. And the organisms involved, be they whatever pathogen is involved, doesn't attack living cells as we're told to believe. What it does, these microorganisms eat our food, mainly sugar. Cancer thrives on sugar. Candida thrives on sugar. Diabetes thrives on sugar. You name the disease, it's caused by an organism that eats our food and excretes toxins. And these toxins are what make us sick. It's not that there aren't pathogens. Yes, there are pathogens, because some people deny that germs cause disease. They do cause disease, but not directly. they indirectly by the toxins they excrete. And these toxins make war against our healthy cells. And it can even make war against our immune system. Because if your body is somewhat suddenly overwhelmed with all these toxins, then the immune system is overwhelmed and you get the cytokine storm, which may or, not, may, or may not help you out, it may or may not cure you. The bottom line is the body's immune system is what heals you. Drugs dispensed by big pharma do not heal you. If anything, if they do work at all, Number one, they suppress symptoms, and number two, uh, a, a drug like ibuprofen will minimize infl- inflammation, which will help your body work better. So there are, in fact, drugs that do work, but not for the reasons they tell you, okay? They don't cure anything. There has never been uh, a uh, an allopathic drug that, If in fact, the more drugs you take, the more toxins you add to your body, making you even more sick. The the correct approach to healing is to let your immune system work and not interfere with it. That's the correct way of uh, dealing with health. So uh, let's continue. So in 1983, the Nobel Prize was awarded to Barbara McClintock for her work in gene research. A biography of McClintock by Evelyn Fox Keller titled A Feeling for the Organism describes how McClintock learned to see in a special way. It is essentially what Gruner was writing about in 1939. He not only had seen Reif's work validated, but witnessed a myriad of researchers who could have seen something similar without Reif's aid if they had looked Keller describes how Nobel Prize winner McClintock and other first-class scientists looked and saw in a special way. Quote, For all of us, our concepts of the world build on what we see, as what we see builds on what we think. Where we know more, we see more. Quote, what is? What is it in an individual scientist's relation to nature that facilitates the kind of seeing that eventually leads to productive discourse? Uh, we haven't had any productive discourse since the suppression of Reif's microscope. What enabled McClintock to see further and deeper into the mysteries of genetics than her colleagues? Quote, her answer is simple. Over and over again, she tells that one must have the time to look the patience to hear what the material has to say to you, the openness to let it come to you. Above all, one must have a feeling for the organism. This intimate knowledge made possible by years of close association with the organism she studies is a prerequisite for her extraordinary perspicacity, that is, insightfulness. I have learned so much about the corn plant that when I see things, I can interpret them right away both literally and figuratively. Her feeling for the organism has extended her vision. But if you're only basing your studies on virus theory and nothing else because you want to promote your vaccines to kill the so-called virus, you're not going to see anything. And that's the way allopathic medicine really works. It is nothing but junk science promoted through their vast wealth and their control of media and universities. Rife sitting in his chair with the microscope for as long as 48 hours without moving demonstrates the extent to which he was devoted to this process of seeing. And compared to the army of microbiologists who couldn't see even the obvious, as Gruner noted, these opponents of Rife defending their turf and using their powerful positions at the Rockefeller Institute and Harvard to attack Kendall or Rife now could be recognized for what they were, inferior scientists. No, they weren't scientists at all. They were puppets being used by the Rockefellers to promote virus theory. Moms Fishbein, I don't know, was that Fishbein's real name? Moms? Uh, Fishbein was, of course, a Jew, a non-medical Jew, who created the AMA as a propaganda tool to propagandize allopathic medicine as created by the Rockefellers. That's what Fishbein did. Moms, there's got to be a misprint here. I've never heard him being referred to as moms before. Anyway, that's what it says. Moms Fishbein controlled the AMA and also intimidated the press and other institutions to such an extent that his actions, no matter how heinous, could go virtually unchallenged. Such was the organization Rife faced during the 1939 trial. Powerful medical union, which played by its own rules, ignored the law, promoted products which were unhealthy, intimidated the press, politicians, and medical researchers, and unfortunately, Perverted Basic Principles of the American Nation. Yeah, well, yeah, the Rockefellers. Hotshot Jews. Rife was about to leave for England in May 1939 when he was subpoenaed. The trial opened on June 12, 1939, when Judge Edward Kelly presided, with Judge Edward Kelly presiding. Irishmen and Jews working against the, the public. On one side was Philip Hoyland, backed by his high priced legal talent. Alone against them stood local San Diego attorney Bert Comperet. Had no idea that Bertrand Comperet was defending Royal Rife. Amazing. The opposing lawyer tore into Rife in a way he had never experienced. His nerves gave. A doctor recommended that he take a drink. Yeah, here, here, have some allopathic medication. <laughs> How about some Tums or Phillips milk of magnesia, right? Actually, that works, <laughs> but was it was not invented by allopathic medicine. It was an old, old magnesium, right? Magnesium. A doctor recommended that he take a drink to calm himself. Reif's alcoholism began. Ben Cullen's remembrance of this period includes the following, quote, While Reif was called in to testify two or three times, Judge Kelly was a wonderful man, but Rife had never been in court, and he just became a nervous, gibbering idiot. In that, he couldn't stand it, and he did his best to keep calm, his hands shaking like a leaf, of course. He had started smoking pretty heavily <laughs> and inhaling it, which he didn't used to do before. Anyway, he took to drinking because the doctor couldn't find anything to stop his nervousness without forcing him into a drug addict. Finally, he got so he had to crave it. Quote, afterwards, during his clear moments when he wasn't under the influence of liquor, he would endeavor to progress, but every doggone day at a certain time, he would go and get one little nip out of his car. (laughs) And that was the end of it, unquote. Is it that easy to become an alcoholic? While the court case was taking place, how long did this drag on? While the court case was taking place, I can't get over it, Bertrand Camperet actually defended Royal Rife. I'm amazed. Camperet was more important in his, how should I put it, non-theological realm than I realized. So let's continue. While the court case was taking place and afterwards the AMA visited all the doctors involved. Those who didn't stop using the Royal Rife machine would lose their medical license. Let me repeat this folks. Those who didn't stop using the Royal Rife machine would lose their medical license. How about updating this? Those medicos who objected to forced vaccination would lose their medical license. Dr. Hamer quickly returned his instrument. Other kinds of pressure were put on the special research committee members. Milbank Johnson apparently didn't budge. He sent his own Royal Rife machine to Dr. Gruner in 1942, still hoping for the international confirmation which would enable him to proclaim the cure for cancer in a way that was incontestable. But Gruner was to. Uh, uh, cancer is basically a disease of toxicity. If we don't stop ingesting toxins and breathing in toxins and eating toxins and uh, etc., surrounding ourselves with toxic household cleaners and toxic drugs, which are more responsible for cancer than anybody realizes, cancer is a toxic disease. It's a disease of toxicity and it affects. Your body, it makes your body reproduce the the, the, the cells in question. The, they they lose the ability to stop reproducing, and cancer growth continues. It's all you have to do is stop toxifying yourself. But let's continue. About if, if you get chemotherapy, what what's that's more toxicity, folks? That's even more toxicity. So. Millback Johnson tried to uh, keep uh, doing research with the Royal Rife machine, but Gruner was to disappoint him by not using it out of fear. Johnson's who's who biographical information for 1944 emphasized that now, in 1944, he was still head of the committee, still fighting for a way to bring Rife's discoveries to the world, but most of the others beat hasty retreats. After Johnson's death in 1944, the records of the committee were destroyed. Real science destroyed, Firks. Real science destroyed. Cullen remembered it was so controversial. They, the University of Southern California, were scared to death. Mystery shrouds Johnson's death. One rumor is that he was preparing to announce the cure for cancer just before he was hospitalized. The suspicion exists that he was silenced, but the evidence is circumstantial. However, two federal inspectors did examine his hospital record in the late 1950s, early 1960s. They concluded it was likely that he was poisoned. Sometime in the 1944 to 1946 period, a new technician in Rice Laboratory stole one of the valuable quartz prisms from the universal microscope, the microscope that never existed, to hear the Jews tell it, rendering it inoperable. Just prior to the theft, Dr. Raymond Seidel had published a description of the microscope in the Smithsonian Annual Report the report described how the cancer virus, quote, may be observed to succumb when, it exposed, when exposed to certain lethal frequencies, unquote. This is a major discovery by Royal Rife. He said he basically argued that all organisms have a resonance frequency by which they can be destroyed. So whether the toxicity is being caused by ingestion or by some bug, Floating around in your body, his machine, he developed a a radionics machine, for lack of a better word, which can target. All you have to do is just like breaking a glass when a singer hits a high note, that they can break glass through resonance. He discovered resonance frequencies that can destroy organisms. How simple! How simple. Yeah, the, the the sickos are really the doctors, folks. <laughs> the the sickos and the and the fake fake medicos are the doctors, the Rockefeller style doctors. This is what's really going on, folks. All right, let's continue. So, so, so. You see, the entire Rockefeller and allopathic medical establishment had now ganged up upon Royal Rife and most likely murdered his prime supporter in Dr. Johnson. Okay. So, this was the news. Let me repeat this last statement. The report described how the cancer quote-unquote virus may be observed to succumb when exposed to certain lethal frequencies. This was the news which the opponents of Rife were determined to have suppressed. Publication in the Smithsonian Report was a dangerous breach of their wall of censorship. Following the publication, Seidel soon became aware that he was being followed. Then a bullet crashed through his car windshield while he was driving. Dr. Kausch, C-O-U-C-H-E, continued using the Royal Rife machine until the mid-1950s. He defied the AMA and had his membership revoked. Dr. Royal Lee of the Lee Foundation for Nutritional Research in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, spent many weekends with Royal Rife. He later published a small report on the Fishbine Rife tragedy. See, the Jews are behind all of this, folks. It includes the following, quote, No medical journal was ever permitted to report on Reif's work. This one by the Franklin Institute slipped by the censors, since this organization is not medical but supports general scientific activities. But that mistake was soon rectified, it appears, as there is still no general knowledge of Reif's epoch-making discoveries. Again, the Iron Curtain of Fishbine is effective. We can give a list of various subjects on which this censorship is rigorously applied. Only the treatment of disease with synthetic drugs is carefully reported. Botanicals are played down. Foods as, as remedies are almost as taboo as Rife's work. The official definition of a medical remedy for disease excludes automatically any vitamin, nutritional, mineral, or enzyme, unquote. Beam Ray won't, won the case against Philip Hoyland. Beam Ray is a person, <laughs> not, not a technique. B-E-A-M, capital R-A-Y. Beam Ray won the co- case against Philip, Roy, Philip Hoyland. Judge Kelly stated at the end of the trial, quote, The court is not called upon to pass on the merits of this machine but the people here before the court have great confidence in its powers, both curative and money-making, unquote. Well, yeah, what about the Rockefellers and their money-making machine called allopathic medicine? Talk about billions and trillions. As for Hoyland, Kelly had judged his character accurately. Kelly, quote, I am not convinced of his blameless character in these transactions as to find that he is in court with the degree of manly cleanliness that the court insists upon. He stands alone and opposed to the directors of the corporation. The court has confidence in their honesty and integrity. I am denying the plaintiff Hoyland has clean hands. Wow, what a a pronouncement by the judge to proclaim the the attorney to, to be corrupt. Amazing. Amazing. I am denying him the relief he demands because I don't believe he was above trying to get an advantage for himself in every transaction. So his beliefs, rather than facts, are what determines the outcome of the case, folks. This is what happens when Jews get control of our court system. I am holding that the man who asks relief here is not in equity with clean hands and I say again, I'll not give him relief. So, so the judge tried <laughs> tried the defense lawyer. Absolutely amazing. Now, what about Bertrand Camperet? Because this article says that Bertrand Compare was involved in this case, what happened to him? While the AMA's role behind the scene did not come up in court, Judge Kelly must have learned about it. When the trial was over, Kelly offered to represent Beam Ray in a new suit against AMA. But Ben Cullen was broke. He had even lost his house. He got a job and left the cure for cancer to others. Reif kept his laboratory intact until 1946. But his drinking eventually forced him to sell it, piece by piece. So although the AMA lost its court case against Beam Ray, it won the war but millions of Americans suffering from cancer decade after decade would lose. Fishbein's action in 1939 makes him, in this writer's opinion, the worst mass murderer in American history. Yeah, him and the Rockefellers and allopathic medicine in general. And as we know today, the medical industry, Big Pharma, is listed as the third most deadly cause of disease in America. Officially listed at 240,000 deaths per year caused by doctors right behind cancer and heart disease. I'm not sure which of those two is first. However, we can say with total certainty that the cancer industry And heart disease are also caused by the medical profession. Therefore, the medical profession is responsible for all three leading causes of death in America. Period. Because of this mishandling of medical, medical science. Period. Their mishandling of, uh, deliberately so, mishandling of medical science is the number one cause of death, in America, and probably around the world. But you won't hear about this in mainstream media. Why? Well, because the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers own it. You're not going to hear any truth from mass media. It's nothing but one gigantic cover-up. So let's continue. Yeah, I agree. Fish Who, the creator of the AMA, which was nothing but a publicity vehicle for allopathic medicine, Rockefeller style, and they also engaged in demeaning and trying to put out of business other healing modalities, such as chiropractic. In the early 1970s, the institution of chiropractic filed suit against the AMA to cease and desist claiming that chiropractic is a false paradigm when, in fact, it's the AMA that is the false paradigm. In this case, a judge ruled against the AMA and for chiropractic because chiropractic is a non-invasive healing modality which does cure disease, absolutely does cure disease, especially if your disease is related to a a broken spine or a a misaligned spine and musculoskeletal issues, a chiropractor will correct those problems where an, an MD cannot. MDs are essentially clueless, except where it comes to dispensing drugs and surgery. If you can't be cured by their drugs and surgery, then you better start looking for an alternative. And chiropractic would be number one. Whenever I have a malady, I first see a chiropractor, then an apropath. And then if I've got a broken bone or something like that, well, then I'll go to a, you know, or need surgery of some kind, then I'll go to an MD. But they're actually last on my lists. I will try natural healing way before I'll go to an MD. Anyway, let's continue. So let me repeat this. Fishbind's action in 1939 makes him, in this writer's opinion, the worst mass murderer in American history. But he was only working for the Rockefellers. So this, go, this goes right to the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds internationally. This is what we're dealing with. So, folks, we're going to have a battle on our hands trying to unseat The beast, Revelation 18.23, states that Mystery Babylon will deceive the world with its sorceries. Sorceries is, of course, translated from the Greek word pharmakia. Mystery Babylon is the international fractional reserve banking system headed by the Rothschilds and all all their so-called national banks which are all private banks. And that's what they're doing to us right now. They're financing pharmakia to kill us. Revelation 18.23, read it for yourself. That's what the Bible says. And that is how they intend to get rid of the white race, by getting us hooked on their drugs. And uh, you can see very clearly that it is only in white nations where this, Revelation 18.23, operation is taking place. Although Bill Gates experimented on black Africans, he experimented on Indians, that is East Indians, and other countries, and, and the Chinese are simply an extension of Big Pharma here. So, Yeah, they've killed numerous people around the world, but those were just experiments they they needed to perform before they could kill off white people with their drugs. And now the war is on, folks. The Battle of Armageddon started when the first forced vaccine, and by forced I mean cajoled, because they did had no legal right to vaccinate anybody. But they talked people into it by what? Threatening to take their jobs. Threatening to take their licenses. Threatening to close down their businesses, which happened anyway because of the lockdowns. Nurses who objected to being vaccinated had to either quit or file a lawsuit against the hospital they were working for. So you can see the AMA and Big Pharma have been working like this now for over a hundred years, and they have finally taken absolute control of medicine worldwide, with the exception of those honest doctors who have been arguing against allopathic techniques. Okay, there is a place for allopathic techniques. You know, if you get a broken bone or you're cut up in a car accident, etc., well, then you need a surgeon, then you need a surgeon if you but you won't you won't be getting any natural medicine from those people so you're lucky if you survive but they can perform miracles with surgery and there are a few drugs that actually do work not many a few so you're taking your chances when you're in a hospital you know <laughs> hospitals are where people that's the last stop before the grave let me put it that way A hospital is your last stop before the grave. Note, just prior to the attack on Rife in the spring of 1939, the only other quality electronic medicine research lab in America was mysteriously destroyed by fire. For 15 years... J.C. Burnett's lab in New Jersey had conducted research and kept records on, quote, electronic energy in its relationship to the human body, unquote. But the medical profession is suppressing all evidence that our diseases can be caused by Wi-Fi, household radiation, dirty electricity, 5G, cell phone, towers, etc., And in addition, the 1986 law passed exempting vaccine manufacturers from lawsuits, gave them a a license to kill, which they already had thanks to the AMA. But now they wanted to make sure they don't get sued from the damage from the number of people they kill and injure with their vaccines. I hope you're beginning to understand the extent of this monopoly of big pharma and their legal right to kill, us. And we, the white race, are their prime target. But they had to experiment on the other races to make it work here. Bill Gates. Bill Gates is the number one personal financier of the World Health Organization after America, U.S. taxpayer money. And where is all of this bad science coming from? Klaus Schwabstein. (laughs) Klaus Schwabstein and the World Economic Forum, which is just a a branch of the United Nations, which is a Jewish organization to the hilt. And now they're transgendering our, our children to death, performing sex change operations and dispensing Transgender drugs, manipulating our children, and mutilating our children. When is the Judeo Christian world going to wake up? Last night I read the, the statement by Chuck Baldwin declaring that modern Christianity is nothing but a toy of the Zionist state, which I was amazed that he would say such things, but he did. So if you listen to last night's uh, Restoration Hour show, I quoted his statement at length. In fact, I read the whole thing. Which he took the position that we at Eurofolk Radio and we in the Christian Identity Movement have been saying for a hundred years that the Jews and the Zionists are responsible for all evil in the world. And it's about time our people woke up to this fact. Anyway, so... <laughs> of course, the lab that had been doing this research was destroyed by fire. How convenient, just as we have today. The, uh, the factories that produce food are being destroyed by fire. How convenient, because they want to starve us to death, folks. For 15 years, oh, and, and Bill Gates is buying up farmland so it won't produce. For 15 years, J.C. Burnett's lab in New Jersey had conducted research and kept records on electronic energy and its relationship to the human body. The $250,000 lab in 1924 dollars on a 400-acre estate and more than $500,000 invested in research were financed by Burnett's wife, the former Cora B. Timken of the Timken roller-bearing family. It was her relative on the West Coast who had first financed Rife. The lab was burned to the ground while Burnett and his wife were visiting Rife in California. A strange coincidence in that dark, pivotal year of 1939. Okay, folks, now you realize how important Royal Rife and the suppression of his microscope and research are to the destruction of of our health. This is the reality, folks. <laughs> Nimble horse says, "Don't eat the yellow snow." <laughs> well, uh, I'd rather have yellow pee than a doctor's fee, <laughs> right? Okay. All right. Let, let's uh, let's go to round two sound versus cancer shades of royal rife let me copy this and put it into the chat room here because as i started the show by saying it's an electric universe folks it's an electromagnetic universe our bodies are our, our, our dna is electromagnetic and is a transceiver. That's why they want to destroy our DNA so that they can send signals through our DNA to control us and to make us sick and to kill us. This is the patent that Bill Gates has. And of course, infertility is a major objective of all of this big pharma technology. Infertility, that's the whole point. Remember, Bill Gates said, and this is the reason why the Georgia Guidestones were destroyed, because people were catching on to the fact that the deep state, otherwise known as World Jewry, was catching on to the fact that people knew that this agenda was in effect. That's why they had to destroy the Georgia Guidestones, because instead, said very explicitly in the English language, and I'm pretty sure all the other languages too, that the optimal population of the planet is 500 million. Therefore, the other 7 billion have to go. Right? The conspiracy theorists were correct. We're always correct. (laughs) Prove us wrong. We've never been proven wrong. So, let's get back to the story here. Again, sound versus cancer. Shades of royal rife. September 21, 2018, by Joseph P. Farrell. I'm pretty sure Farrell has a degree in physics, or at least he does stories about quantum physics. And the article is simply entitled, Rife, with many comments. Ms. C.M. found this unusual story and I thought I'd pass it along with some additional observations. It seems that Chinese medical scientists have been experimenting with high-frequency ultrasound as a treatment against cancer. Scientists have discovered a way to destroy cancer tumors using nothing but sound waves, shades of Royal Rife. Remember? You, you can destroy a glass with resonance, a resonance frequency. This is exactly what Royal Reif discovered. The results have been promising. A recent breakthrough in I bet that lab is gonna burn down. A recent breakthrough in high intensity focused ultrasound therapy technology has proven its use as an effective cancer treatment. A multi institutional research team from China developed a semi enclosed spherical cavity transducer. That can produce a focused standing wave field with a subwavelength-scale focal region and extremely high ult- ultrasound intensity. In other words, a focused beam. The spherical cavity transducer appeared to generate tighter lo- focal regions and greater pressure amplitude compared with a traditional concave spherical transducer. Researchers said the level of intensity generated by the new transducer design may lead to significant improvements in the HIFU therapy. The findings were published in the Journal of Applied Physics. But they're not going to be published in the AMA journal JAMA. The Journal of Asinine Medical Butt-Kissers. <laughs> Haifu is a non-invasive. Oh, no, we can't have non-invasive. No, no, no. It's got to be invasive. Targeted treatment that makes use of sound waves to eradicate cancer cells. Resonance therapy, folks. That's exactly what Royal Rife was doing. Haifu uses an ultrasonic transducer to convert electrical signals into sound waves, then concentrates ultrasound into a small focal region to raise the temperature to more than 65 degrees Celsius, thereby killing cancer cells in the process without inducing damage to surrounding tissues. The technique works in the same manner as focusing sunlight through a lens, which helps eliminate the disease-causing cells. Yeah, sunlight. It's natural vitamin D for us white folk. Natural vitamin D. You need to go out and get some sunshine and fresh air, (laughs) but you won't get that in a hospital. The first thing that Flores Nightingale did when she got onto the war scene and and helped all those injured soldiers was she opened the window, drew back the blinds, because these these so-called hospitals were like dungeons. They didn't allow any fresh air and sunlight to come into the ward rooms. So that's the first thing she did. She threw back the curtains and opened the windows, letting in sunlight and fresh air. Oh, do we need sunlight and fresh air? No, that's not invasive. For instance, researchers at the University College Hospital in London examined 625 men with prostate cancer and found that 93% of patients who underwent HIFU alone remained cancer-free at five years following the treatment without requiring surgery or radiotherapy. So something good has come out of China. But is this going to be suppressed? I will bet you it's going to be suppressed. Data also showed that only 1% to 2% of patients who had HIFU treatment suffered long-term urinary incontinence compared with 10 to 20% of patients who had surgery. Ouch. In addition, only 15% of patients in the HIFU group developed erectile dysfunction compared with 30 to 60% of surgical patients. Okay, so you are thinking about getting surgery for your for your <laughs> for your prostate problems? By the way, I should interject here. That if you've got, and one of the symptoms of prostate problems, don't assume it's cancer. Don't assume it's cancer at all. If you've got a large prostate, you're going to have problems urinating. But frequent urination is also associated with diabetes, pre-diabetes, insulin resistance, etc. So if you've got frequent urination, the first thing you should do is stop eating sugar. Stop eating sugar. And that includes cereal, bread products, anything that comes in a box, high fructose corn syrup, which is contained in a lot of your fast foods. So stop eating at McDonald's and Burger King. And you're going to have to do some serious shopping in the living aisle, mainly fresh fruits and vegetables aisle. And stop buying stuff that's in a box or in a can. And if it's in a can, read the, read the labels to see how much sugar is in that can. High fructose corn syrup is the cause of the obesity epidemic in America. We're getting kids under the age of 10 so obese they can't walk. They're also getting diabetes and cancer at the same age, folks. Under 10 years of age. What's causing that? That's unprecedented. Because we're eating so much sugar, it's killing us. So don't assume if you've got a frequent urination that it's being caused by a prostate problem. It may simply be your diet. So change your diet first. It will probably help your prostate problems anyway. Because granulated sugar... That you put in your coffee and your tea and on your cornflakes is causing your urinary problems. That's what it's doing. That's a number one symptom of prediabetes or insulin resistance. You don't want it to go to full-blown diabetes. You might be not be able to cure that. Okay? So here we have this technique that is non-invasive. That helps these patients. So if you've got uh, you've been diagnosed with prostate cancer or prostate problems, check this therapy out. Again, okay? this is the website here it is Gizadeathstar.com. Sound versus cancer shades of royal rife. Let me double check and make sure I put this link into the chat room because this is a, a more important study than I realized and this needs to be shared with everybody. So here it comes into the chat room, folks. Yes, uh minimize your sugar intake, all forms of it, including honey. H- honey is definitely better than granulated sugar. And uh there's also a product called uh which I haven't used in a while, agave, which is hypoglycemic, which means that the sugar contained in agave. Is time release? You know, you know those time release drugs that you can buy, so you don't flood your blood blood with a whopping dose of whatever. Right? It's time release, so you don't get an initial sugar spike, which could cause you to pass out. That's what happens to people with diabetes. They eat a high sugar meal, and they was a faint. Yes, Freebird says. Cut out ninety five percent of processed foods and drinks. Well that's what he did fifteen years ago. And Freebird is still with us. <laughs> oh yeah, root canals. Oh don't don't have a root canal. It will create an infection. Root canals cause infections. They don't they don't cure any any problems. Okay, so there it is in the chat room. So let's continue. Uh, I'm still blown away by the fact that uh, Bertrand Camperet defended Royal Rife in court. I I need to do more research about that. How long was he with this uh, legal team? All the way from San Diego. All right, so... And only 15% of patients in the HIFU group developed erectile dysfunction compared with 30 to 60% of surgical patients. Well, if you want to, sir, if you want to have children, stay out of the hospital. Your, your erectile dysfunction is probably caused by your diet, just like everything else. Bad diet. As one might imagine, and as the title of this blog suggests, I couldn't help but think of the medical industry's read Big Pharma's Assault on Dr. Royal Raymond Rife. Rife, for those unfamiliar with the story, was one of the many early cancer researchers in the 20th century who believed in the viral theory of cancer. Yeah, he believed in the virus theory. To this end, he invented a microscope which he claimed was able to see the viruses without killing them unlike the electron microscope. Using this invention, he claimed to have experimented using different sound waves to find the right frequencies for various viruses, or pathogens, which is the correct terminology, which he claimed causes sarcomas and carcinomas. These frequencies killed the cells, and predictably, Reif's clinic was swamped with customers. So what he was actually, he was calling viruses are pathogens, which are, in fact, germs, that as I explained earlier, it's not the germs that cause the disease, it's the toxins they emit. But by killing these germs, their ability to uh, excrete toxins was killed, and therefore it helped the disease. But nevertheless, you still have to stop ingesting these toxic pathogens that will continue to enter your body if you don't change your diet or change your circumstances. So, Reif's clinic was swamped with customers. Until, that is, he was shut down, his microscope stolen, and by the way, never seen again, and Rife was denied his medical license. The principal cause for shutting him down was his claim for his microscope, which according to standard physics laws, or physical laws, physics laws, not physical laws, could not claim the optical resolution Rife was claiming for it. Well what do these physicists know? He built it. He was able to see it. But of course, his isn't the first invention that was destroyed by Big Pharma. The microscope he also claimed had to be tuned, suggesting it was itself sonically based. I've written before, years ago, about this problem in the Rife story and about Lieutenant Colonel Tom Bearden's unique speculation on what Rife was really attempting to do with his microscope. But in any case, Rife was denounced as a fraud and his clinic shut down. It was. Well, because it's not scientifically possible, right? Yeah, the, the, the big snake oil salesman at Big Pharma says he's a snake oil salesman. Remember, John D. Rockefeller's daddy was a snake oil salesman. Let's continue. So, Rife was denounced as a fraud and his clinic shut down. It was, if one wishes to be blunt about it, a case of our theory says your microscope can't work, therefore it doesn't work, therefore all your claims based upon that machine are fraudulent, unquote. True enough, since Rife's ignominious end, lots of fakery and quackery have percolated with supposed Rife healing machines, all of which ignore the crucial component of his whole claim, the microscope which he claimed enabled him to experimentally find the correct frequencies to kill various cancers. But Rife's basic claim remained, various types of sound, modulated car- on carrier waves, could destroy cancer. Similar research, as readers of my recent book, Microcosm and Medium, will be aware, was also conducted in the Soviet Union in the 1960s and 1970s, and now the old idea of sound curing or killing cancers has reared its head once again, and once again apparently with some success. If there's a lesson here, it's that this idea has been around for a very long time, and in essence, Dr. Reif's views were essentially confirmed sans the microscope. That also means something truly depressing, for it also means that a cure or technique was suppressed for almost 80 years while big pharma and big medicine cut, hacked, sawed, radiated, and chemoed people with cures almost as bad as the disease. Watch for this technique to be tied up in decades of regulation, denial, questions, trials, and other usual tactics while the latest genetic modification of corn and soybeans sail through in a matter of weeks or at the snap of a finger. Joseph Farrell. Joseph P. Farrell has a doctorate in patristics from the University of Oxford and pursues research in physics, alternative history and science, and strange stuff. His book, The Giza Death Star, for which the Giza community is named, was published in the spring of 2002, and his first venture was into alternative history and science. Oh, no, no, we, we can't have alternative science, folks. That that, uh, that violates the allopathic method, okay? So, the comments. Your comments here look very interesting. Calypso states in 2018... In order to understand what happened here, you have to go back to 1910, as I stated at the top of our show. Rockefeller, the monopolist, had to figure out a way to get rid of his biggest competition, natural remedies and holistic doctors. So he used the classic strategy of (laughs) problem-reaction-solution, that is, create a problem and scare people, and then offer a pre-planned solution, similar to terrorism scare, followed by the Patriot Act. He went to his buddy, Andrew Carnegie, another plutocrat who made his money from monopolizing the steel industry, who devised a scheme. From a prestigious Carnegie Foundation, they sent a man named Abraham Flexner, a Jew, to travel around the country and report on the status of medical colleges and hospitals around the country. Just look it up, folks, the Flexner report. Looking briefly through his report, Flexner harkens on about how research needs money and universities need research and look at all those new petrochemical products right from the oil industry, right? Petrochemicals, the oil industry, which was monopolized by the Rockefellers here in America and by the Rothschilds and the rest of the world and goes on the indexes to list each school and how much they make through fees. Needless to say, The report talked about the need for revamping and centralizing our medical institutions, yeah, monopolizing them. Based on this report, more than half of all medical colleges were soon closed. Homeopathy and natural medicines were mocked and demonized and doctors were even jailed. And this continues today, folks. Remember, It was about 10 years ago that a group of doctors in Florida had found a cure for autism and at least a dozen of them just lost their lives, coincidentally. Homeopathy and natural medicines were mocked and demonized and doctors were even jailed. To help with the transition and change the minds of other doctors and scientists, Rockefeller gave more than $100 million to colleges, hospitals, and founded a philanthropic front group called the General Education Board. This is the classic carrot and stick approach. 1911, the Supreme Court of the U.S. finds John, John Rockefeller and his trust guilty of corruption, illegal business practices, and racketeering. They're still doing that today, folks. As a result of this decision, the entire Rockefeller Standard Oil Trust, the world's largest corporation of its time, was sentenced to be dismantled. But Rockefeller was already above the Supreme Court and did not care about this decision. 1913, in order to, to disperse public and political pressure on him and other robber barons, Rockefeller uses a trick called philanthropy. Yeah, a philanthropist is a mass murderer with lots of money whereby the illegal gains from his robber practices in the oil business are used to launch the Rockefeller Foundation. Yeah, and other foundations. See how this works, folks? Now, all of a sudden, he's a philanthropist. He started out as a mass murderer, and now he's a philanthropist. And, of course, mass media and all the Jewish businesses around the world say, oh, we're philanthropists. We're so kind and generous with our money to our pet projects, which kill people. And by the way, they're all anti-Christian as well. It's definitely anti-Christ science here. So this tax haven was used to strategically take over the healthcare sector of the U.S. The Rockefeller Foundation was the front organization for a new global business venture of Rockefeller and his accomplices. This new venture was called the pharmaceutical investment business. Donations from the Rockefeller Foundation went only to medical schools and hospitals. These institutions had become missionaries of a new breed of companies, the manufacturers of patented synthetic drugs. I hope after this show you'll never seek out an MD ever again, unless, of course, you have an accident and need surgery. The body heals itself. Remember? Yahweh, in Deuteronomy chapter 28, said, If you obey my laws, you will never get sick. But we haven't been obeying his laws. We've been following the Rockefeller allopathic medicine model into hell. And boy, it's a living hell. People are hooked on legal drugs. How about the opioid crisis? Legal drugs, folks. Murdered two to four hundred thousand people. That's not counted in the statistics of death caused by doctors. The Sackler brothers, four Jews, used opioids to murder with the complicity of doctors and local county boards and pharmacies such as CVS and Walgreens and Walmart with their complicity, killing people with their opioid drugs and hardly a word reported in mass media until they finally got sued. Then they reported on the lawsuit, but not the fact that the Sackler brothers deliberately murdered 200,000 to 400,000 people with the complicity of their allopathic medical doctors. Folks, this is what's really happening okay synthetic drugs slash and burn slash burn and poison that's allopathic medicine scientists received huge grants to study how plants cure diseases but their goal was to first identify which chemicals in the plant were effective and then recreate a similar chemical but not identical in the lab that could be patented okay so Aspirin was synthesized from tree bark. The Indians of Canada chewed on the tree bark to kill tooth pain. But now, but you can't you can't patent tree bark. You have to synthesize a drug from it, such as aspirin. Now, as I said at the beginning, ibuprofen does work to alleviate inflammation. So if you got an inflammatory condition, the ibuprofen will probably help. But then there are side effects. There are side effects from even from aspirin because your body is not designed to take such chemicals in high doses. Your body's not designed to do that. Your body is, is designed to take whatever element of your food is present and use that for healing. Okay, that's what your body is designed to do. But like I said, some of these drugs do work but uh, not with the good intention of the medical establishment, right? They're just there to make a profit and to prevent you from getting interested and utilizing natural health. 1913, Rockefeller creates the American Cancer Society. 1918, the Rockefeller Foundation uses the Spanish flu epidemic and the media that uh, already had controlled by this time to start a witch hunt on all forms of medicine that were not covered by its patient or by its patents. Within the next fifteen years, all medical schools in the US, most hospitals and the American Medical Association all essentially became pawns of, on the chessboard of Rockefeller's strategy to subjugate the entire healthcare sector under the monopoly of his pharmaceutical investment business. That's a business model, folks. It's designed to keep you coming back to the hospital for more and more treatment and never a cure. In fact, allopathic medicine, there is no such thing as a cure. Yes, there is but it's not available through allopathic medicine. 1925, on the other side of the Atlantic in Germany, the first chemical pharmaceutical cartel is founded in order to compete with Rockefeller's quest for control of the global drug market. Led by the German multinationals Bayer, BASF, and Höchst, the IG Farben cartel was founded with a total number of employees surpassing 80,000. The race for global control was on So this would be a Rothschild syndicate. In 1929, November 29th, the Rockefeller cartel USA and the IG Farben cartel Germany decided to divide the entire globe into interest spheres. The very same crime Rockefeller had been sentenced for 18 years earlier when his trust had divided up the U.S. into interest zones. 1944, Nelson Rockefeller had already entered the ex- executive branch of the U.S. government. He started off as Under Secretary of state and ended up a few years later as special advisor to President Truman for special affairs. In other words, at critical junctures of the 20th century, the Rockefeller interests took direct charge. They decided the post-war shape of the world and the distribution of its wealth and, of course, control of health worldwide. 1945 IG Farben's plan to take control of global oil and drug markets has failed. The U.S. and other allied forces uh, won World War II. Uh, By the way, IG Farben was a branch of DuPont, another American company, I should say not American, but globalist corporation uh, based in America. I wouldn't call them American by any means. Neither are the Rockefellers. Americans, they're globalists. They don't care about America. They don't obey its laws. They just want to kill us and control us with their drugs. Nevertheless, many U.S. and Allied soldiers had lost their lives during the conflict, and the Allies' reward was little compared to the rewards of others. The corporate shares of the losers, I.G. Farpman, went to the Rockefeller Trust USA and Rothschild slash J.P. Morgan, U.K. 1947, in the Nuremberg War Crimes Tribunal, 24 managers from Bayer, BASF, Höchst, and other executives of the IG Farben cartel were tried for crimes against humanity. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was just German officers and German soldiers. These crimes included leading wars of aggression, instituting slavery, and committing mass murder. In his final pleading, U.S. Chief Prosecutor Telford Taylor summarized the crimes committed by these corporate criminals with the following words, quote, without I.G. Farben, the Second World War would not have been possible, unquote. That was very good information. I think we have time for one more comment. Again, this is the GizaDeathStar.com. Sound versus cancer, shades of Royal Rife. See how important Royal Rife was in the history of medicine and why his followers had to be murdered and his invention had to be suppressed? It will be interesting to see the survival rate for years 6 through 10, but I would try it right now. Radiation oncology makes the same claims about certain of their therapies being precise, targeted, etc., I am skeptical of claims that there is little damage to surrounding tissue and also am wary of the claim of cancer-free. Does that term mean that whatever has caused the cancer in the first place has been corrected? Yeah, a good, very good point. Yeah, if you don't stop poisoning yourself, you're going to co- come back with cancer again. Avoiding surgery if possible and avoiding the inserting of ports for chemo will cut down on infections. Th- th- thank you very much. The chemo and radiation door is one I'd never... In- enter partly because I don't feel I have a strong constitution. Studies support religious groups have been shown to help. Vernon Howard's writing on the necessity of self-correction could possibly help. Of course, Vernon Howard, I think he's referring to that British sign. He was the head of British uh, health, health department for many years, and he is totally opposed to the vaccine industry. They helped me through the grieving process. Thomas Seyfried's work at Boston College linked to the renewal of interest in the mitochondria. Yeah, don't, you know, whenever somebody makes tremendous claims about a new therapy, be skeptical. However, it's a verification of Royal Rife's work that fr- certain frequencies do target certain uh, pathogens and kill them. But that's not going to mean you're cancer free. You better stop poisoning yourself. Otherwise, you'll just get cancer again. Okay, so uh, this (laughs) is. All right. So we're seeing that the entire world is run by these global corporations, focused by the United Nations Organization which was the brainchild of the Rothschild syndicate, and the Rockefellers wanted their cut of the action. So they built the United Nations building building on, I guess it's Manhattan, and donated the land, and it was none other than Nelson Rockefeller, the globalist monopolist, and Alger Hiss, the international communist, who wrote the charter for the United Nations, Make sure to give the commies their cut of the action. And this is what we have, folks. Everything at the United Nations is globalism and communism, rotten to the core, Satanism. This is the synagogue of Satan, folks, defined by their medical practices. Get out, get out, get out. It's time for the world to gang up on these globalists and Satanists. Thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh, pass the ammunition.